chapter 17. I just want to say it's so good, so good to have familiar faces, friends, amen, who are here worshiping with us today, amen. Praise His name. Amen, amen. Exodus chapter 17, if you want to stand for the reading of the word, it's uh, we're going to begin in verse number 8. Hallelujah, Jesus. Coming to this, this passage, it says that they then came Amalek. This is not a man, but rather a uh, tribe, or this is a, a group of people, a nation. And Amalek is coming, and it says that they fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, he said, would you just choose us out some men? We need somebody who can go and fight with Amalek. But tomorrow, a battle is getting ready to take place, and I'm going to stand up there high on that mountain. And as I stand up on that mountain, with the rod of God in my hand, Verse 10, it says, Joshua, he goes and he's did as Moses had asked him to do. He got the men to fight this battle. And Moses went upon that mountain and he brought with him two other men, Aaron, his brother, and another individual that we don't know much about. His name was Hur. And he brought them up on top of that hill. And it came to pass that when Moses held up his hands, that Israel prevailed. Whenever his hand was let down, Amalek prevailed. There's the corollary to the hands of Moses being lifted up, or the rod of Moses being lifted up, and Israel winning the battle. It says, but Moses' hands were heavy. And so they took a stone and they put it under him, and he sat thereon, and Aaron and her, they stayed up his hands. The one on the one side, the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And so Joshua disconfided Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. As I said, I believe that God wants to do something very special in this place today. And I want to speak. My title is one that plays off of an old TV show that maybe perhaps some of you had watched, The Lone Ranger. But he's not. Moses was not a Lone Ranger. He was the can't-do-it-alone ranger. <laughs> and he realized in his life and in his calling, he can't do it alone. I can't do this alone. Amen. If you could just set your Bibles down and lift up your hands. I just want to call upon the name of the Lord one more time as we dive into this word. Lord, we call on you right now, Lord, and I pray. That you would allow, Lord, your word, God, to be preached, Lord, to every heart, to every mind. God, that your living word would become, God, the spoken word in this place. God, that it would come and alive in us, Lord, I pray, Lord, that any distraction, God, that it would be bound in this place, anything, Lord, that would cause our minds to wander, God, that would cause us, Lord, to reject your word, Lord, that it would be dispelled in Jesus' name. God, that your word would be made, that your word would be proclaimed, God, and be made true. In that precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated here today. 
This was a very important moment for this fragile nation of Israel that we come upon in this passage. They are just beginning their journey toward the promised land. God had just done an incredible, incredible work and manifested his power in so many different ways as he delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians and finalizing that with their crossing of the Red Sea and seeing the waters collapse upon the armies of Pharaoh. And they're on the other side and they're rejoicing. They can't wait to get to the promised lands. But in order to get there, they have to cross over the wilderness that separates the Red Sea from the, the area that's from the Red Sea to the Jordan River. They have to journey that, uh, make that journey. And on the other side of that, they would get to the promised land. But before they even get to Mount Sinai, which really was just a day's journey into this wilderness region, they get attacked by the people of Amalek. The Amalekites were this constant thorn. They would become this constant thorn in the side of the people of Israel. And they were a nomadic people. They, they didn't really have a home to themselves, but they would travel. And, and they come here and just unprovoked come and attack the Israelites. And this prompts the Lord to promise the total annihilation of the Amalekites. And that is a promise that would later be fulfilled. But in this scene, in the travels of Israel, we find this great leader, Moses. And Moses is there. He's the one who God has called for this very hour. He's the one. He didn't really have much confidence in himself to be a leader. But God spoke to him out of that burning bush. He confirmed the fact that he was to be the leader by several signs that were miraculous signs. And he gave him that promise that he would be with him wherever he went. He allowed him to receive the favor of the people of Israel as they came out of Egypt. And they listened to the voice of Moses. And Moses was this tremendous leader of the Israelites. He was the man of God. He was, as I said, the man for the hour. But as they were attacked on this day, we see that Moses already, even from the beginning, was not doing this himself. He turns to this young man that was, we don't know, this is the first time that we're introduced to Joshua, but it's, we can infer that Moses already had a relationship in one way or another with this future leader of Israel, this man, Joshua. And he turns to Joshua and he says, I need you to gather the men. I need you to gather some troops. I know that just a few days ago we were enslaved people. But God needs us right now to take up arms. We need the men to take up arms. And I need some warriors. I need some people who are willing to fight. And so Joshua calls upon this young man, Joshua, to lead the men into this battle. And it's a very pivotal role that he would play in this, in this moment in the, in the history of this great nation. There were some other men as well that Moses had, and the one being his brother Aaron, the other her. 
And these two men, Moses asked to come up with him up upon the hill or the mountaintop. As they look down upon the valley where this battle is going to take place. And they go up there. And I just want to speak on these three men. And, and what we, uh, what I believe that God is, is, is calling the church. Or how God is, is bringing the church into these places of, of, of ministry and of calling to today. And we see this man, Joshua, down there fighting the battle. And all, on the mountaintop we see with Moses, the one on the one side is Aaron. And on the other side is her. See, Aaron, if you understand his role within the nation of Israel, he was not just the spokesman for Moses when they were in Egypt, but when they came into the, the time of, of wandering in the wilderness and setting up the tabernacle and all of that, Aaron would become the high priest of Israel. He was the one that uh, would perform the priestly functions of of this, uh, of, of what would be necessary to keep the people of Israel holy. Him and his sons were the, uh, had different responsibilities for uh, taking care of the tabernacle and making sure that everything was well and good. And I know this precedes all of that, but this calling was still upon Aaron. This battle, that they had not yet built the tabernacle. He was not yet in the role of the high priest, but... This is the calling that he had upon his life. And I just today want to say I am so grateful that I, as God has called me to to lead this assembly, to lead this local congregation here, I'm, I'm so thankful that I have people that will come alongside me and they don't just they don't just back me up with a few little cheers here and there or or you're a good job no they they are there for me in in some critical moments in some moments like what Israel is faced with here when the Amalekites are coming and battling them and 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 I hate to even draw the comparison between uh, between the pastor of this church and and Moses, the great leader that he was. But I do believe that there is a parallel that we can draw in leadership roles of needing somebody to come alongside them and to lift them up and to help them with where the church is going and where the church is at. Right? I'm thankful for men of God. I'm thankful for saints, for godly saints who will come alongside me as, as a leader of this church and, and step, stepping into the calling that I, I feel, uh, honestly feel underqualified and, uh, but yet God qualifies the call and God did call me to lead this church and God called me to make a difference here in the city of Kendallville and God called me to make a difference in the, in your life. As, as you're here and I, I believe that God does have a calling on my life but I am also thankful that there are men of God who will come alongside me men like Aaron and for myself especially within these past few years I have had so many men who have filled this role that Aaron filled uh, as he came alongside his brother Moses and was lifting up his hands during this battle for myself I, I am, uh, in fact, I just received a, a certificate in the mail just about a month ago that it had been 10 years since I have uh, received my, my credentials as a licensed minister with the United Pentecostal Church. 
And, and I don't say that for um, congratulatory uh, remarks, but but I, I just want to say I am thankful for this assembly or this this uh, association of ministers and what they do as they pour into me. And, and I'm thankful that I'm not here by myself. But I have men of God and women of God who will come alongside me and that I can, I can go to them. And, and I'm thankful for an organization like the United Pentecostal Church that is making a global impact. Amen. This is, this are, this is the organization through which we give, uh, uh, in, to our, our missionaries that we support. They're part of the United Pentecostal Church. They're making a difference globally. Not only globally, but they're making a difference right here in the United States as we support home missions works as well. And we give to, to men and women of God who are going and they're making a difference here in North America. And, and I'm thankful for this organization that they have different conferences and they have different training seminars that I, I'm able to go to and, and they lift me up. They, uh, in fact, this church, you guys bless me and my wife. Uh, just this past December, past, uh, January to be able to go to because of the times. Brother Stokely was there as well and what an incredible conference that is. It's a minister's only conference and it's there in order to come together and to, uh, to be the Aaron who is lifting them up. And I, and I point to Aaron in this because of his high priestly function that he was operating in and, and it's it's men that come alongside me, like men like uh, Pastor James Arshambar, Bishop of this church. I'm so thankful for everything that he poured into me and invested into me in so many years. And church, he, he has an incredible impact and legacy as he pastored this church for 27 years. And the legacy that he left, amen, is is such an impactful legacy. And I'm so thankful for him. I'm thankful for my youth pastor, Lee Endress, who he poured into me and he still pastors an incredible church up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I'm thankful for him. I still call upon those great men of God and, and talk to them on a regular basis and, and always so blessed whenever I get to be in their presence and, uh, we get to spend some time together and always feel, always leave just feeling so encouraged. Not just men. Uh, not not just those two men, but I have other men that just recently have really become pivotal in my life. And uh, you, many of you may not know them, but Pastor uh, Ken Dillingham, pastors over in Dayton, Ohio, and his brother Chris Dillingham, pastors in Toledo, Ohio. They are men of God who just have impacted me so profoundly. There's a pastor up in uh, Michigan, Jay Jones, that's uh, just incredible man who has impacted me, Pastor Dwayne Chapdelaine. In fact, our leader, our leadership, they, they know him because I brought him in as we had our leadership gathering uh, this past fall. And he poured into us talking about trust and, and uh, what an awesome couple him and his wife are. And I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for, uh, for fellow ministers like Ryan Peterson. We've had him here, one of my best friends in the world. And served alongside him in, in youth work. And he's now pastoring a church in North Carolina. I'm thankful for him. And men like Mike Noling and Phil Chandler. You don't know these names. My wife does. Uh, Pastor Jamie Seaton, a new friend of mine, is pastoring over in Syracuse, Indiana. And 
thankful for our presbyter, uh, presbyter uh, here in section one, Brother Walker and our, our superintendent, Dan Mitchell, Brother Mark Johnson. I'm thankful for these men. And I know I list them off and you say, what, no, what's this all about? I just want to say, I'm thankful I'm not doing this alone. I'm thankful that I have people that I can call on and they're there to lift me up. I'm thankful for men of God who invest in, in me because as they invest in me, it's investing in this church. But I want you to know, it's not just men with a credential license that are making an impact. Because on the other side of Moses, so on the one side it was Aaron, but on the other side you had a man named her. And I'm thankful for great men named her. I'm thankful for men like her who would come alongside Moses and they'll lift up his name. Or they'll lift up his hands. And as he is fighting that battle, or they're fighting that battle down below, Moses is up there and things are starting to get a little bit tired up here. And I don't know about you, but for me, I don't know much about her. Scripture doesn't tell us much about her. He's a guy that he must have been working behind the scenes, serving in roles without much recognition. He's playing an invaluable part of the story, though. Moses is unable to hold up his hands. If they fall, the Amalekites will certainly win the battle. But her steps up to the challenge. And he says, Moses, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win this battle. I'm going to make sure that you have whatever you need in order for us to win this battle. See, the task that her accomplished that day, it doesn't sound like a lot to, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot just lifting up the hands of Moses. But if he would not have done his task, if he wouldn't have done his job, then the Amalekites surely would have won. See, to me, her was a hero. In the middle of this conflict, we can look to Aaron and to her as heroes of their time. And I can, if I could just say it like this, I believe that things have not changed. That in the church there are still found the Moseses and the Aaron's and the Joshua's who you know a lot about them. You can read a lot about them. Their name, you know, is, it's out there, but there behind the scenes are a lot of people in the church today that nobody may know their name. They're not grabbing the headlines. They're not working in a ministry that is out front, but yet they're playing a pivotal role in what God is trying to do. Every now and then, I'll, I'll preach a message that helps someone. And, and after the service, people will come up to me. They'll tell me how much they enjoyed it and, and how much it blessed them. And, and, and I, I have to say, I, I can't take the credit for that. I can't take the credit. It's, it's, it's from God, but, but also I, I believe that I, the only way that I could stand before you and to deliver a word is because I have prayer warriors that are right here in the pew that are lifting me up and praying for me and they're praying, God, would you give our pastor a word? God, would you, would you just lift him up right now? Would you encourage him? And I'm, I, it's invaluable what the, the, what the invisible people who are in the pews, who are the ones who are lifting me up and praying for me 
in order to be able to deliver a word so that you could be impacted or somebody else could be impacted. I'm telling you that what her did as somebody just from the background, he's lifting up the hands of Moses. He's making a difference. See, even Jesus, even Jesus had someone who had to come and to minister to him. Even Jesus in his ministry says in Mark chapter 15 that there were women who were looking on afar off, among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James the less and of Joseph and Salome and who also when he was in Galilee they followed him and they ministered to him. Many of these other women which came up with him into Jerusalem. See if Jesus himself needed people to come alongside him and to lift him up and to minister to his needs. How in the world do we think that we could be a lone ranger trying to do this ourselves? And I'm pointing a lot of this at myself but right now, but every one of us in this place, you can't be a lone ranger doing this on your own. You need people that are coming alongside you. See, no price could ever be placed on what people like her are worth to the church. The people who are working behind the scenes, the people who are praying on Tuesday night and Wednesday during the day, and they're there and, and they're doing stuff that nobody's going to know about, but it's making a difference. See, her, he wasn't a great leader like Moses. He wasn't a great general like Joshua. He wasn't a great high priest like Aaron. He wasn't a warrior like those who were down there in the army. He was just her. And the Bible now the Bible does tell us later on in Exodus, we do encounter him again. It does say that Hur was a man of influence. He was a godly man. However, on this day, there was just one thing that Hur could do, and it was to lift up the hands of Moses. He did it willingly. He did it actively. He did it faithfully. And what a lesson for the church today. Not every one of us has to come and preach a great message. Not everyone can sing a solo or play on the instruments like our incredible worship team was, was doing here today. Not everyone can be as outgoing and, 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 and just talk to everybody and invite everybody to church. However, all of us play a part. All of us play a part in making this work. And whether you're highly visible or you are obscure, you have a part to play. See, the whole idea here is that we can't do everything. We can't do everything. Just, just remember the words that Jesus said to Mary. It's in Mark 14. He says that she did what she could. She did what she could. And that's what's important. That we would do what we can. That we would operate in the gifting that God has called us to operate in. And I just want to say thank God for men like her. Thank God for them. Because without them playing in the back, playing their role in the background, I believe that the church could not work in the power and operate in the power that God has called the church to operate in. It's because of your prayers. It's because of those working in the background. But I also cannot leave out the one who's down in the valley. Because you have Moses up there on the mountaintop. And you have Aaron on his one side and her on the other side that are lifting them up. But there's another man that's down in the valley. 
I'm telling you, there's something special about this man, Joshua. There's something special about him. This isn't, this is the first time that we're introduced to him, but it's certainly not the last. Joshua is here and he is playing this pivotal role in leading them as the general into this battle. And he is there and we see him as, as this, his ministry continues that he becomes the minister and the servant to Moses. See, Joshua was a man who, uh, who was competent in, as a commander leading them onto the battlefield, but he was also a trusted confidant to Moses whenever Moses needed somebody to talk to. He was a faithful spy. When Moses picked out 12 spies to go into the, into the, the land of, uh, into the land of Canaan, Joshua was one of them and he was the faithful one who came back and said, I believe that God is able. I believe that what God promised, he will do. He was a man full of faith. He was a man full of prayer. We see Joshua was the one who he went up into the mountaintop with Moses. When Moses went up and he received the law from God, he received the Ten Commandments. It says that Joshua was called up to go with him into the mountain. Joshua was a man who, he was there, a loyal follower. He was the one that when the tabernacle was built, we see Joshua going into the tabernacle in the presence of the Lord, the Shekinah glory. It comes over that place. And Joshua and Moses are in there together. And they're praying and they're, 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 they're offering their sacrifice to God. They're, they're worshiping God. And it says that Moses, after some time, Moses comes out. But it, scripture says that Joshua lingered. Joshua lingered there in the presence of God. There's something about this, this man Joshua. There's something about him as, as he is saying, I, I've got to be there to make sure, come on, I, to make sure that, that the God is the one that is, that is leading us. I, I got to make sure that I'm there for Moses. If there's somebody who's going to come up against my leader, I'm going to be the first one to stand by his side. See, Moses, Numbers chapter 11. Moses came to this, this conclusion. He says, beginning in verse 14, he says to God, he's praying to God, talking to God. He says, God, I can't carry these people by myself. All of these people who you have called me to lead, I can't do it myself. The load is far too heavy. And if this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. Moses is being pretty brutally honest with God in this moment. He's overwhelmed with the responsibility of leading the people of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, he says, go and gather before me 70 men who are recognized as the elders and the leaders of Israel. Bring them to the tabernacle to stand there with you. I'll come down and I will talk to you there. I will take some of the spirit that's upon you and I will put the spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Joshua was among the 70. Joshua was among these men who would be called out and and, and uh, I'm thankful for all the 70. I'm thankful for the team that God would place there in, for, for Moses. When, when things are getting heavy for him to lead the congregation, God says, I've got you. You can't do this alone. You can't do this alone. 
if I could bring this to where we are at right now. I'm thankful for a team that is instrumental in this church. As I said, every one of us plays an incredible, incredibly important role in where this church, church is at. Every one of us plays an incredibly important role, but I'm thankful that there's a team of 70. That there's a team like uh, men like Joshua, who they are coming right alongside me and pushing the vision. They're pushing the vision. So we've got to reach the lost. We've got to reach the lost. We've got to reach the lost. We, we have to make an impact here in Kinderville. We have to make sure that there is somebody that they, if they're hurting, that they could hear that there is hope. That there is hope. Come on, there's, I'm thankful for a team like, uh, a team of ministry leaders that's, uh, that we have and we meet on a monthly basis, but we stay uh, we keep the conversation going much more than that. But last last Sunday uh, was one of the Sundays that we met. And, and after church, we have a leadership gathering. And, and I'm thankful for our leadership team. We have uh, we have those who they, they are involved in different ministries, whether it's our men's ministry, our ladies' ministry, or, or our, our adult ministry. And, and we have these, these different leaders that, that are over hospitality, and they're over our, our greeter staff, and, and, and they're over our, our Sunday school ministries, and, and we have um, you know, our children's ministry. All, all of these different aspects that we have, and incredible leaders we have the one that we recognize here today, our volunteer of the month, leading our youth ministry. And I'm thankful for them. Amen. Church, are you thankful for a team of people? I'm thankful for a team of people who carries the burden. I can't do this my own. I can't do this by myself. I think eventually I'd probably get to the place that Moses was at. God, if this is what you called me to, just move me out, God. I can't do it my own. I can't do this myself. There's one in particular that I just here today want to want to bring to this church as an incredible leader. And I should say incredible leaders for this church. And over these past, this past few, a month and a half or so, on Sunday mornings, we have uh, shifted our, our service uh, here in the adult class. And, and we've, we've had some conversations uh, about, you know, what God is doing and conversations about, you know, the, the work that, that God is uh, doing in our own lives and today even. In a very vulnerable state, we had Josh McCongi who was uh, talking about those areas of his life, being very vulnerable about what God is doing in him and transforming him. I'm thankful for Josh and Sarah. Amen. I'm so thankful for their ministry and all that they have invested here at New Life. It's going back, I, I think back to the time when I first met you, Josh, and we were both in the youth group. Or I should say, I was, I was in the youth group here at the church, and, and, uh, and you would come um, and, and stir up a little bit of trouble in, in the youth classes, right? Yeah. Asking the hard questions, the ones that like, none of us wanted to ask, and, 
he's always like challenging our youth pastor. And uh, um, but God has done a transformational work in you, and God called you from a very early age. You shared your your testimony here today of of your salvation experience back at seven years old when God filled you with the Holy Ghost. You were baptized in Jesus' name. And I'm thankful. His, in fact, his parents, both parents are here today, Ron and, and Rob. It's good to have you. Amen. Such caring. So uh, they're here today. And I'm sure that that moment, that moment is the day that you remember yourself of, of when your son was filled with the Holy Ghost, when he was baptized in Jesus' name. What an incredible moment that was. Amen. But God, he placed a burden on you way back then. A calling. God placed a calling upon your life. Your grandfather was a great man of God, a great minister, and he's gone on to be with the Lord now. But, amen, you knew way back then that you looked up to him and you said, man, if I could just be like him, if I could just be like Pappy, or if you could just be a little bit like your grandfather, then you know that God's doing something in you. And I'm, I believe that God, he, he's, he's put a little bit of that in you. In fact, a whole lot of that spirit in you. And God has called you and he is positioning you. And I'm so thankful as the pastor of this church to have Josh and Sarah who have come alongside me. And uh, over these past four and a half years that, that I have led this church, they have served in so many different roles here at New Life Apostolic Church. When I, ste- when I stepped into this pastoral role, I I had to step out of my role as the youth leader. And so I remember a conversation just with Josh and Sarah and, and them saying, you know, we'll step into that. I don't think we want to do this long term, but uh, we'll step into this role of being the youth leader. And, and they, they stepped in and they faithfully served in that and I think fell in love with the youth and in that, in that capacity that they were serving. God had some different plans and God... Uh, God led us to uh, to bring Caleb in, and and I believe that that was the will of God. And we transitioned Josh and Sarah out of that role of youth pastor, and and they they stepped into a a, a different role of just being a staff minister here at the church. And as a staff minister, at times role undefined, right? <laughs> there were times where it's it's exactly you know what are we doing? But they served in so many different capacities. They served, whether it be in our media team back there or, or he's, he's up here and I call upon him to preach. He, he served in a, in a role where, uh, where I would ask him to, to step in and to help with our, our connect groups or life groups and on Wednesdays. And they've done an incredible job serving in that role. Amen. If you're, if you're here on Wednesday nights at all, it's been phenomenal conversation that's taking place. And I'm thankful uh, that, that for the leadership of Josh and Sarah as they uh, have, have made that possible. They made that happen on Wednesday nights. And, and uh, there's, there's, that, those are the things that you may see here on the, you know, in, in front of you. There's so much happening behind the scenes. So much happening behind the scenes. I don't know if it's going on a year or so now. Probably that at, at prison ministry, it's every other week. Every other week that they're over at Chain of Lakes Correctional Facility and they are pouring into the inmates who are there. Every other week they, they leave from here on Sunday and they, they 
go over to the prison and so that they can invest in some lives of people who are hurting, but they're hungry. And to hear their heartbeat of, of seeing the transformation of, of what's happening in these, these men who are there at Chain of Lakes, it's, it, 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 it's powerful to, uh, to know that God is using them in that capacity. I'm thankful that he's come alongside me and, and we, we meet up on a pretty regular basis, have lunch together and just talk about what God is doing and where, where he's leading this church. But all this time he has, he has served faithfully in this role of staff minister here at the church and served in all these different roles. And I felt, I felt here recently this, this, this transfer, this, this change of, of, um, of what God is doing and, and calling and the calling that He has upon their life and the need for this church to have, uh, to have a, you know, something a little more formal for, for what their position is. And, and I, uh, want to today to have them come and step into this role of assistant pastor here at this church. And, and I wonder, Sarah, would you be able to come up? She's back there serving right now behind the scenes doing sound. And Josh, could you come as well? If you could just come right down here on the, on the floor. This couple has served so faithfully. And they have come by our side. And me and my wife have been so blessed by their ministry. And, and their family is, is such, um, such an incredible part of, of our family as well. Just thankful for the friendship there. But what you guys have done for this church speaks volumes. Because so much of it has happened behind the scenes. But there are those that are standing right in this place right now who you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Sarah calling you and saying, hey, where are you at? Or messaging you on, on Facebook and saying, man, we've sure missed you. Or a message where Josh became very vulnerable in a, in a sermon here on a Sunday and you talk about the transformation of what God's doing in his own life and sharing his own testimony. Or the times of fellowship that they have had and they have nurtured and, and created in this, uh, for this church. There's so many different times as we go down the line of what God is, is preparing you to step into a role. That if things are too heavy, I know that I can count on somebody. When things get heavy and, and it's, it's as if, you know, that the weight of the world is upon my shoulders and I'm, I'm so blessed to have an incredible wife who I can go to for so many things, but I'm so blessed as well to have a, to have a man of God like you, Josh, who I can talk to and who can help carry the load of what God is doing and where God is bringing this church. And here today, as we come and we're gathered here, and I know, I know that maybe you weren't expecting some big announcement today. I considered doing this on a Wednesday night business meeting as we talked about all the different, uh, different positions that we had people stepping into. And I said, this is so much more important than just a quick announcement on a, on a Wednesday night business meeting. I want 
the church to get behind this couple. And so I'm going to ask right now, if we could, I began to talk about our ministry team, our leaders who they, uh, they serve in those different ministry roles. I'm going to ask you to come up right now. If we could have those of you who we, we met know who you are as far as meeting on um, our Sunday, Sunday gatherings. If you could come up, I want you to gather around this couple. And if I could have his, his family, I know your mom is already here, but if we could have your dad is here, your uncle is here as well. Amen. Have them come as well. You, all of you, all four of you can come on up. And then after they come up, I'm going to ask the church to come and we're going to pray for Josh and Sarah.